Welcome to Lore Club, where a bunch of friends from all over the internet come together to bring lore from our favorite games, fandoms, and more to life. Today, we have another bonus non-canon table talk episode for you. Up ahead, I air my dirty laundry with the Resident Evil series, and the rest of the crew recommends some horror games and movies because it's always spooky season in our hearts. I wanted to clarify before we get into the episode that I loved every minute I spent with the Resident Evil games. So if it sounds like we're just shitting on them, which to be fair, we are, understand that these criticisms are coming from a place of love and respect. Resident Evil is a defining series in the survival horror genre, and with the exception of the series' fifth entry, I think we can all agree it's earned every accolade along the way. If you do want to hear me blather about all the things I love in these games, I'll put a link to the Speak With Animals YouTube channel in the show notes, where there will be a video up very soon about just that. Oh, and one last thing. If you're hearing this, you should know that these Table Talk episodes also go up in video form on the Lore Club YouTube channel, where I have the ability to correct our factual errors and various misspeaks through text on screen as they occur. There are many such mistakes in our conversation here, so if you'd like to watch that annotated version of the episode, you'll find a link in the show notes as well. Or if you'd rather shout at us on social media or send us an email about how that guy in Resident Evil 5 is named John, not Josh, and he does not in fact die, but has his own complete side campaign in the gold version of the game, go right ahead. Thanks for bearing with me on this very long intro. I will let you get to the episode. <laughs> we have finally Welcome. completed this. Welcome to Lore Club. A show where friends from all over the internet come together uh, to uh, take your uh, dumb questions and make even dumber drawings. Um, this That's good. You That's good. did that the last time. Wait, did I? Yes. Oh. Both times you were like, we're droppy. <laughs> we're droppy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the energy that I, that, that's that's what it is. I'm just manifesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm just uh, saying that's what that's what I want for us. Fair enough, Lord. I have shown. I have seen what you have done for other people. Prayer Please emoji. Bring it to us as well. Um, so, Lord, I'm sorry, <laughs> that was disrespectful. <laughs> Talking about uh, stories and how to write uh, how to write them. Um, so, uh, this evening we're going to be discussing Resident Evil for a little bit. Yeah, that's the idea. So, um, thank you, Alex, for that beautiful segue. Uh, I <laughs> just gorgeous, Whoa. voluptuous <laughs> yeah. segue. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. Here's the deal. I've been playing through the Resident Evil games uh, for quite a while now on stream. Um, started with one, and then I did two, and three, and four, proceeding integrally until. Did you do five after that? I. You know what? I did. Really? And then I followed that by six, and then seven, uh, and would wait, you believe it? No, 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 don't, I'm, I'm, I did, look, did this you, is gonna fucking did, blow your mind. Did, what? Our, Eight. No! I did it! You did it? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, I've been playing through the Resident Evil series, and now I have played through all of the Resident Evil games, and I have, I think, two main takeaways that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is that, I don't know what it is about the Resident Evil series, but it like it made me like horror in a way that I have never enjoyed. I've never been a horror person, right? But for some reason, those games like drew me in, and now I now I want to play more horror games. Um, I recommend it, and we can definitely talk about uh, that particular genre in a bit after you're finished with your takeaways. Yeah, and the the second main one is that uh, half of Resident Evil games are absolutely fucking terrible. 
And I don't mean like <laughs> half of the games are terrible. I mean like pretty much every Resident Evil game is amazing, and then the second half of the game is fucking terrible. Okay. So th there's like a law of averages there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like Fallout or something like that where like, you know, you have uh, one, two, and three are amazing and then four, five, and six suck or something like that. It's like if all of a sudden halfway through the amazing and engrossing main quest of the Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Parthenax showed Skyrim. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like halfway through Parthenax showed up and he was like, hey, guess what? You're the fucking Dovahkiin. And now you, you're going to shout and this story is not going to make any sense from here on out. And it, we're going <laughs> to, you know, I disagree with that comparison, firstly, because I rather enjoy Skyrim to this <laughs> day. I know, I know. And secondly, I know what you're talking about with the Resident Evil games, uh, especially the last time we were streaming just the, just a few days ago and we finished number eight mm -hmm. um, village. And when that ended, that was cringy i did not feel that it was cringy uh when at the end of the main quest in skyrim you go to uh, uh not valhalla but it is valhalla mm -hmm. uh, whatever it's called i did not feel that was cringy it was just very basic very easily accessible yeah um, which is why the game was so successful and that's fine there are much better RPGs out there, but, I mean, it's successful for a reason, and it's not cringy. The end of 8, when the little girl comes back... Spoilers. Mm -hmm. uh, can we just say spoilers Oh, in yeah, general? massive spoilers for every every game that's... If you've ever played... If you ever want to play a video game, don't fucking listen to this podcast. Yeah. Because we're, we're going to spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, spoilers at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so, that being said, go play the Resi games for yourself <laughs> if you want. Um, number seven is the best one, in my opinion. But, I mean, many may disagree I think with I me. agree. Um, but at the end of eight, Ethan Hunt, uh, sorry, Ethan Winter. Ethan Hunt is for Mission Impossible. Ethan mm. Winters. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Ethan Winters. Uh, uh, when he, like, kind of sort of wakes up after the uh, lady with the badass design, uh, I don't know, knocks him out or, like, eats him or rips his heart out. She rips his heart out. That's right. In eight? And he kind of so in oh, at the end yeah. of eight, Miranda. And he kinda, Miranda, and he kind of sort of wakes up, and the little girl comes back, and she's like, "You're dead." We couldn't <laughs> stop making fun of that, right? The way she says it, it "You're dead." I was <laughs> like, "Oh, stop it! Shut up!" It's like I get it. You're meant to be like obnoxious evil, but you're just coming off as regular obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I understand what you're saying that you know it's so good until it's not. And, like, I hate it because that, like, moment there, whenever his heart gets ripped out and everything and he comes back, like, that's supposed to be the signifier that, like, seven may not have happened. Like, the seven as we know it could be a fucking fever dream because fucking Ethan has been mold infested since the moment he got there. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and that so, entire like, time. That's supposed to be a huge reveal. And it made me really fucking sad whenever, like, I found that out because it was like, oh shit, my man's basically been like a husk of a human being. Just Maybe, kind of, yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, it's still unclear. <laughs> exactly, and like just having that there with that little girl, just you're dead. <laughs> just ah, uh -huh. this is the plot. I, I feel like that was like kind of obvious, like just the gameplay. Like he loses mm -hmm. his hand at every like turn. Yeah, and then he gets it back. Yes. The next scene. He gets it back so many times. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's even like story moments, isn't there, where like he loses his hand and then like the next scene he has it back. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in seven they like sew his hand back on, mm. and then do the like chem fluid shit. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I think I think you're right in that there there is at least one place in eight where yeah. it doesn't make sense for him to have his hand back. Like think yeah. it like gets eaten off by something like, like the big werewolf, werewolf or, or something. Yeah, and then like they don't show him growing it back or tying it back on Just or anything like there? he does in seven. But I think. I think the Just wacky. You I think one of the problems back. with RE8 is one of the problems they also had with Resident Evil 4 in that they really didn't know what they wanted to do until they started working on the next game. Uh, yeah. where, whereas like RE7, they were like, okay, we're going to do this reboot. We're going to take the series back to their roots. It's going to be Resident Evil 1, but VR compatible, baby. And it's just going to be fucking great and high realism i wouldn't say i wouldn't say back to its roots i would say uh uh resi 7 2017 three years after pt yeah it was we have to to be first person now it's like this is what horror is now it was very much like if you remember the demo for re7 like it was very much Mm -hmm. pt inspired Mm -hmm. heavily i i mean uh i mean tonally um so like uh, re7 borrowed the the best even Actually, even in terms of gameplay, I think the best um, mechanics and sort of colors from the palettes of RE1 and 2 that Mm -hmm. I liked, which is why RE7 might be my favorite one, because RE1 and 2 were probably my favorites before I played it. Um, Color palettes. One could say earth tones. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying the literal color. God damn it, Alex. (laughs) Quit being a pedant. Um, I (laughs) I don't even remember what I was saying now. Okay, the point I was trying totally to make was, similar was to number one. in between seven and eight, they clearly changed their mind about what they wanted to do with the Resident Evil series, and they got caught up in their own um, like obsessive, retroactive world building that they did in RE4 that I hated so much that a lot of people like about RE4, but I despised. It was why I couldn't, I just couldn't with the, you. You play, you it's you going through the whole game. And it's cool, and it's janky. It's terrible. It's not very well written. But then in the end, you're fighting a wizard, and it, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And RE8 had that same problem where it was like, it was it was cool, and it was kind of janky, and like, you know, there were little things here and there. But overall, I was kind of into it. And then in the end, you're fighting a fucking wizard. But this time, it's a mech, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's something I really have to. Um hand to the uh, Resident Evil series mm-hmm. is that they are really passionate about tying everything into the same storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, they start with an original idea. Can we make this into a new IP? No, the Resi series is too successful. There's too much money there. We got to tie it back in. Instead mm-hmm. of making a new story where you uh, go to this village and you fight a wizard at the end, number four, or this other story where you go to uh, uh, South a village Louisiana, and you or, fight a wizard or, at the end, or, or, yeah. or, or another one where yeah. you a wizard that's also a mech at the. End. <laughs> I think it's they like just we really want to make Maximo again. Yeah, yeah. It's like we have to add in all of these journals that you can find that like add in all of these details that technically tie it into the story. It's kind of similar to the Saw franchise. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. In that, like, like, it has to tie in. No, it was actually the same story all along. Like, uh, Jigsaw was actually a prequel, and like, uh, then there was Spiral with Chris Rock, and that was another Mm. thing, and like, all this shit. 
and it, it it has to become even more convoluted in order for it to make sense with the IP. And that's why it gets they typically can get so shitty in the second half, like you were bringing up. Yeah. At the same time, kind of respect it. Like I, I kind of respect the writers for trying. Well, that's that's what I want to say. Like because I I don't disagree with you there that that's what they're trying to do. Uh, but I don't think that's what frustrates me because if it was more and I don't like the Saw movies, but if if it was more anthologistic, if it was more like an anthology um, where none of the stories were like super connected except for the fact that they're in the same universe and like, you know, you find notes and stuff that connects the other games. I would honestly prefer that on some level to what they try to do or, or what they end up doing, which is you have this cool story and then about halfway through, they start trying to connect it <laughs> where the connections weren't before. Have it be more and explicit. It, yeah, exactly. Or just just uh, allow the writers of the games to be free from the burden of the other games in the series mm. and just only throw stuff in that's going to be, you know, uh, Easter eggs or, like, you know, references to show that, like, hey, we're in the same world. But, like, uh, the world... It, it's okay for certain titles to be standalone. That yeah, leads me exactly. to a point I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you've played through all the main titles, do you plan on playing through alternate titles like Evil uh, Zero or Code Veronica or etc.? I kind of want to play through Code Veronica because that one's like really well regarded by the fan community. Okay. But almost all the other spinoff games have pretty terrible ratings. Um, yeah. Then again, I don't know. Like RE6 also, is one yeah, of the worst rated say, games yeah. in the series, <laughs> and like it's one of my favorites. So and it's and and it's one of your favorites because it's consistent. It's mm-hmm. totally consistent. Yeah, and and I get that point. Mm-hmm. I totally do. I I prefer the more straight horror angle, which is why Seven is my personal favorite. Um, but I get your point. That yeah. makes sense. And even Number Seven, like at the end of the game, it gets a lot more action oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, with the over-the-top final boss, you yeah. know, the baby face coming out, and then, and then the <laughs> like, so dumb. and then oh, Chris Redfield's got to show up out of nowhere. That way, you can have the big reveal where Markiplier does his YouTube video, and he's like, "Whoa, is that Chris Redfield?" You know, like all this shit. No hate to to any other, you know, to any YouTubers out there who may be pretty famous, but you know, that's kind of why they put it in. Yeah, is for the reactionary mm-hmm. content. Yeah. At least it feels that way to me. Yeah, I, and I don't think that's bad at all. Like, I, I, throwing that in at RE7, that's the good kind of cliffhanger, where you're like, oh, shit, that's a character I recognize. What are they going to do with the next one? That's kinda, awesome. Yeah. Kind of uh, wish 7 ended with instead of Chris Redfield, which is like, hey, kid, it's like, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, the like, merchant. So, so sunglasses. No, 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 no. It's Nemesis. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. He helps him up. He's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> like the original Nemesis, and like he's like, so yeah, I'm I'm the good guy. Mm-hmm. I'm Nemesis. Good to see you, Ethan. <laughs> or uh, what is his name, Mister X? Yeah, the one with the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Mister X was number two, and Nemesis was number three. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't okay. remember Mister X in the original. Was he there? Uh, okay. No, I think I, he was. It, it. He was in the end of the original oh, version okay, of Mario gotcha. Two. Yeah, because you see Nemesis before you ever saw it. Yeah, in the remake, they made him much more central, and I—that was one of my favorite parts about the RE2 remake was because like he's there the whole time chasing you down. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Nemesis, where because um, Nemesis was three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nemesis got like, and I kind of enjoyed it, but it also like 
it was really just like the game was jerking itself off at a certain point. Like the <laughs> Nemesis became the entire plot of the second half of RE3. Uh, yeah. And it, it got to the point where it was like, okay, how how are you going to convince me that a rocket launcher is enough to kill this thing? Because I know that in the end, a rocket launcher is going to be the thing I need to kill it, <laughs> finally. Right. When it's a giant wall of pulsating ooze and spider arms and tentacles with like glowy bits that I have to shoot with a rail gun. Yeah, this like, big Akira-looking <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just got, it sort of, I don't know if jump to the shark is the term, but it just like got too big Yeah. Uh, at the end of RE3. Whereas I liked uh, in the RE2 remake, uh, Mr. Z or Mr. X or whatever he was, like felt very grounded. He felt like a super soldier in the mm-hmm. setting. And that was like appropriate for the scale of the game. I feel like also that was one of the things that bothered me about eight. That was the exact same thing that I didn't really like about six. I'm pretty sure it was six. Uh, because in six, you take on like multiple character POVs. Yes. And each character has their own kind of play style. Mm-hmm. And it felt very like jack of all trades and master of none. Uh-huh. Like none of the parts of the games felt fully realized. They oh, were yeah. just like, oh, we have to accommodate as many potential players as possible. Mm. And I didn't like that about eight, that it's like, okay, Domitresque, she's your nemesis. She's there for the Resi One players. Like that's what they like, that's what they get. Two is like very sort of like it it satisfies that PT urge, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Like it's that very dark kind of like, oh, is something going to be there when I turn around the corner? But nothing's actually like a threat until baby thing. Mm -hmm. And like, good old baby thing. Yeah. And then like Moreau is just a puzzle. He's, he's Ada Wong's section. Mm -hmm. And then like the Heisenberg shit. I don't even remember what the full Heisenberg section is. I just remember that I loved his final fight. Yeah. But like, yeah. Man, his voice definitely sounds like Polly Shore playing Pinocchio. (laughs) It sounds like Nick Cage playing a Bloodborne character. Or that. Okay, that's an interesting synonym. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I... Oh, Lord. It was was bad voiceover. (laughs) You're valid, Charles. My favorite, my favorite thing is just his shut your fucking hole. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like that yeah. is my favorite thing that he does. I think about that all the time. That was a great delivery. Like, I will so say good. he was one of the most like dedicated yeah. voice actors in him and Domitresk are like my two favorite voice actors in the game. That's yeah. mainly because like I Moreau's mixing was rough and like mm-hmm. Angie is Angie and you don't really ever hear Donna. Yeah, she's a surprisingly minor character. Yeah, it made me sad because her section's even shorter than Moreau's. Yeah. And, like, mm. there's so much to it. How? Like, I want to learn more about her. Her entire section was all about, like, the gameplay of it, which is nice, but I want to learn more about her. Yeah. She clearly went through some shit. What happened to her face that she had that big scar? And, like, what's the whole... The idea of her using hallucinogens, like the fact that Angie is not actually like a talking doll and she probably just carries around her hallucinogenic flowers to make everybody think that like Angie's alive and talking and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that shit. I want to learn more about her. She's clearly fucking smart. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. A very cool and interesting character that could have had a lot more done with her had they had the time in the game. They're not loose ends. They're just uh, potential for sequels. Right, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. Uh, the DLC. I was going to say, that's the real problem. Because, like, with really interesting characters like that in so many of the Resident Evil games, especially hey, Capcom. after uh, RE4. Yeah. It was just, At least it's not Pachinko Cash. 
Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but that mm-hmm. is a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. DLC. Because, like, and then from what I understand, like, eight has one DLC out. I don't know how many it has. I'm pretty sure yeah, there's it's... one at least where you play as Rose, yep. I think. Yeah, you play as Rose. And, like, that, I, I didn't want that. I wanted yeah. some time before, like. I think it's I think it's like twenty years later or something like that. Wow, but, what? Uh, y- yeah, it takes a while dumb. for How your limbs to, to reform together. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was the. Um, I I do kind of want to play her DLC, but I also don't know if I want to. I don't buy DLC because mm-hmm. I think it's morally unjust. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> and I don't want to incentivize it. But at that's, the same that's time, very it's, socialist it's not going away. Yeah, it, and and like I do kind of want to know what happens with and, and if you're a story. streamer that plays video games, you probably need to buy the DLC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a story for another time because mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to be gotcha. streaming for a while. Uh, I think I might go back to back to like short form video essays for a little bit. Well, you know, instead of playing Scrabble games. Uh, we could also just come over and play video games and not stream. Yeah, yeah, that is. See, that is a thing that I was. I was like, when I started thinking we're about not friends. streaming again, hmm. uh, we're just going to talk about life for a little while now. Hey everyone, thanks for listening so far. There's still more Table Talk ahead, but I wanted to drop by here to thank our cast and give you some updates about the future of Lore Club. After this very busy October, Lore Club will continue our bi-weekly release schedule at least until we finish out the 36 Lessons of Vivek. The plan for the remaining sermons uh, from that lore book is to include two to four in each episode going forward, depending on what we have time to edit. The second half of the 36 Lessons should go by a lot more quickly for that reason, and that'll allow us to dive into some much more accessible material from the Elder Scrolls universe. I'm hoping we can at least get through A Dance in Fire and the Argonian account in what we're calling Season 1 of Lore Club, with some shorter Elder Scrolls texts thrown in for good measure. Once Season 1 is complete, and unfortunately I don't have a timeline for that yet, we're going to be branching out into other game worlds and especially into fan fiction. so if you've got a game you think we should look at, or a fanfiction that you'd love to hear performed in this format, send it our way. Maybe it'll get that special Lore Club treatment. Uh, it should be noted that for any fanfiction submission, you should have the rights, or at least include the contact info for the rights holder in your submission. You can send those to loreclubvo at gmail.com, or tag us anywhere online at lore underscore club. Also, if you're seeing this, you'll notice that the rest of the video just doesn't have video. Uh, the camera sort of stopped working while we were recording, but there will be notes and corrections along the way for those of you who still want to see that stuff. Our cast this time around included Alex Alston, Jonathan Dockel, Charlie Strom, and myself. This episode was edited by me, Joseph R. Strom, for The Fanit. You can find everyone's links and additional credits in the show notes at thefanit.com slash loreclub. That's T-H-E-F-A-N-E-T dot com slash loreclub. Now back to the show. That reminds me of something that I wanted to bring up earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of revisiting a game, I'm currently on my second playthrough of the horror game Visage. Joe, yeah. I wanted to uh, bring up earlier that you've never really been into horror prior to uh, playing the Resi games more recently. Yes. Um, and that reminds me, did you ever play Amnesia the Dark, Dark Descent? Did you ever play that? I have not. And if you I don't think want that might to, need to be up there on the list. Okay. It's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty good. I mean, it's got I've a pretty interesting things. story. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's, you know, a, a book driven. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You find the books, you read the notes, you piece things together gradually. You don't have um, to play machine for pigs. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. this is this is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a machine for pigs, while not terrible, was also mm, not good. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, that was uh, from protesting. Uh, from developer <laughs> the Chinese room. Yes, and uh, they tried. Uh, they were very good at making Dear Esther. Um, mm-hmm. That that was that a was great, a fantastic game. That was a very good walking sim. I'm glad I played it by myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe I cried a lot. Uh, maybe. See, that's another know. one that I need to play. I was saving that for like a, a really, you know, really serious deep introspective stream but yeah i yeah, would just you, play it yourself yeah like that's that's one that i I'm, wouldn't I'm, even stream. i'm so i'm so glad i'm so glad because you told me hey we should stream dear esther tonight and i was like i want to play that one by myself and i did and i'm so glad i did because okay. that is a personal thing you know yeah. what I'll holy do that. shit i'll do that next i'll play that game next because i have dear esther already so. yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah i'd say uh, dear esther and the vanishing of ethan carter both are very like mm, yeah in in our games yeah for sure, tried to um, but re- oh, I tried to recently play the most recent Amnesia. Yeah, I don't recall the title of it. Rebirth. Uh, Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. It's I, it's I, mid. I realized like early on, like early on, beginning of the game, that I really cannot stand like constant cutting in of dialogue, like to foretell like what the story's happened so far. Like, like oh, you're just walking yeah. the desert, it's like flashback. Like, shoosh, like that was an Amnesia, but like God, like I haven't gotten to the cave yet, and like being constantly like harassed by these voices and like, right you know got, i yeah i get that yeah. um i liked rebirth hmm. but it really takes a while for it to you know start breathing on its own see that's the thing i love the end like it's so yeah. good the, yeah, everything yeah. it builds up to is phenomenal and it's hmm. so worth everything that you go through in the beginning mm-hmm. but like the lackluster experience i have for like the first two hours of it mm-hmm. just made me so like uh, <laughs> I'll try to get. Like, That's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. The intro uh, was just like irritating to play. Mm-hmm. Like I did not want to play it after. Well, it's weird because yeah. like they don't fully mention that like the sun damages you. Oh yeah, <laughs> they just like, get it. They just like it's yeah. like oh yeah, I'm walking around. You're baking cooking. Why is every what's happening? <laughs> There's sizzling noises. Wait, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And like it doesn't say anything. You just kind of are like oh maybe this is part of the game. And then it's like oh wait shit I needed to go to the I needed to go to the shade. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to like figure out where you're supposed to go. Are you a vampire? I, I mean, uh, no, no, well, no, no, no. Well, no, it's in the oh, desert. Yeah, you're okay. Just oh, okay. Yeah. I, this is. <laughs> you're a Persian girl. No, not um, Persian. Parisian. Irish. Yeah. Or you're Parisian. Um, see, that's the thing. Completely separating from Resi into just horror games in general. Uh-huh. But this is still uh, uh, true when it comes to lore of video games. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, that's uh, what we talk about here. That is what we talk about. Hey. Whoa. Um, Amnesia Rebirth, when it comes to Amnesia the Dark Descent, very similar to, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, gosh darn it, because we're live, very similar to Stephen King's Doctor Sleep in comparison yes. to The Shining. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Um, the Shining, oh, it's all at a hotel, blah, 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 all this stuff. Did the camera turn off? Like it's still going. Are our beautiful faces still I think there? the monitor just turned off. I think ah, our beautiful faces yeah. are still there. Yeah. Okay. Still We're there. It doesn't matter. If we don't have the video, I'll just put yeah. up like the lore club symbol with yeah. like a, I don't <laughs> okay. know, like a you can veiny. Do, you could do one of those like little bars at the bottom that does the like sound stuff. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The like animated can, audio wave. Yeah, you can yeah. animate a little sloth crawling across the. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah the floor. That's, that's you could do yeah. like a, a a CNN news crawl. Yeah. yeah. Then like Santa Claus flies down. You from could a, do Ethan uh, Winter slowly dusting away. Okay, I'm gonna oh, have to yeah, animate all of these. And then, yeah. and then he flies, gets off the demon Santa yeah. Claus, and then he, he kind of pets the sloth like really slowly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. he walks away. <laughs> Jonathan, uh-huh. I'm gonna need all of these assets so that I can use them when animating this no, video. That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're like, nah, fuck that. Nah, it's on you, but I don't draw no more. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an artist anymore, actually. <laughs> uh, um, but that's what amnesia kind of is, like the mm-hmm. Dark Descent. Like, oh yeah, that's all like 16th century Prussian castle or something. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. story truly starts in uh, uh, the uh, northern Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. Um, when they find the orb and Alexander and Daniel and blah, blah, blah. And they bring the orb back to Eastern Europe and all this stuff. And, uh-huh. and it's very interesting. Um, but it starts. About Assassin's Creed now? It starts in. No, I'm not, actually. And I don't, I don't <laughs> want to. It's like the Apple and shit. Not a fan of Ubisoft. I was just thinking about pondering the orb. Pondering <laughs> the orb. You have to collect the shards of the orb from all of the different torture chambers in the castle of Brennenburg. Um, nice. And, thank you. Yeah. I love that. And uh, uh, so rebirth happens, and it's early 20th century, and you uh, uh, your plane crashes. Very similar to the beginning of Outlast 2, actually. Which is also fantastic. That's Holy what I was shit. Say. Outlast and Outlast 2 are ones that Alex, you need to play as well. I okay. prefer Outlast 2 to Outlast 1. Alex, you are completely wrong. That was a helicopter. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> fucking give you a hug. You understand me? <laughs> Uh, a plane crashes. I don't know. I, your husband like it disappears. The whole place disappears. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and you wind up having amnesia again. You play as a lady. Oh. Okay. And then um, you find a volleyball. Yep. You. Uh, and sure. You, you play beach volleyball your with yourself, on it and it makes a face. And then you. That's right. And then you're like, oh my god. Yep. I have a it's, friend. Wilson. That's right. And then you eat it for right. nutrients for the it's, baby. It stars Tom <laughs> Hanks. That's right. That's right. Nope. That's yep. Mm-hmm. You're all correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's in the desert. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all you need to know. It's in the desert, and yeah, then um, at some point, uh, oh, I, I, I want to say something out of context, but it can be such a spoiler for amnesia. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't mind spoilers, but the audience. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we already gave a spoiler warning. I'm not going to yeah. spoil any. I'm going to give an out of context spoiler. It's like it's all desert and then it's like space dimension and it's fucking it's great. Ooh. If that doesn't make you want to play it. So it's so the it, void. I was going to say it's Turok Seeds of Evil. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Just 90s kids things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Do y'all I, remember I'd kill for a what, what were they? Pog? Uh, uh, like oh, like not the little not, circles. Yeah. Not yeah. poggers. Yeah, but not pogs. poggers. Yeah. The original pog, the OG pog. I I used to have a collection. I remember I s- the first time I heard the. I'm so sorry. Oh, there you go. I still don't know what poggers is. Hey everyone, editing Joe here. I just wanted to tap in for a moment. We spend a few minutes here talking about the origins of pog, and I am completely wrong. And it was too much to put in a correction in the video, and I wanted a correction in audio form as well, so 
Here we go. So I knew that the game pog came first, and that stands for passion orange guava, which are the three types of juices that go into the drink that it was named after. It, it was a whole thing. You can look up more about the game of pog if you want to, but you should know that it was big enough that there were pog championships, and uh, this is where the actual original term pog champ comes from. Streamer Ryan Gutierrez put out a video in 2011 named Pogs Championship in which he wins a game of Pogs and that was abbreviated to become the name of the Twitch emote PogChamp. It has nothing to do with the uh, naming conventions of Twitch emotes being tied to channel names like I originally thought. And then after that was already a thing, the terms Pog and Poggers and all of that stuff started being used regularly. I figured it was important to just sort of correct that real-world lore there. I'll let you go back to the conversation. That's something. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah so Amnesia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. I'll last. Yeah. Yes, um, all, all definitely worth playing. Yes. Yeah. And, and Soma, another... Soma is the best. Soma, if you uh, it's like... It's the best frictional. It's the best frictional. Yes. Um, what are we talking? Frictional? So, frictional more, games more game. are the frictional people... Frictional games for okay. developer. <laughs> ...of the original Amnesia. They worked with Chinese Room on the original Amnesia, and then... No, no, no. Uh, other way around. Chinese Room worked with frictional so that they could yes. uh, develop uh, a machine for pigs. That's the only time... Uh, Chinese room worked with frictional. I pretty so fucking I thought, goddamn sure. Okay, uh, you're probably right. I thought that Chinese and frictional worked together on the first one, and then Chinese took over for the second, and frictional went and made Soma. Um, I well, Soma don't think Soma they were. Good. I don't think they were to together on the first one. I think it was just a machine for pigs. Okay, uh, but you can check game? me on that. Yeah, <laughs> play no, some sure. games. Yeah, I'll definitely look play. into it after. At this point, the I don't care. Right. Games. <laughs> uh, you whatever. know a lot about the game dev stuff. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah, play um, some more games. Play some more games. <laughs> yeah, play some more games. Hey, we got some more games. We got a lot of games. American people should play Soma. I am no longer asking. You need to play some more games. I am no longer asking. I love that. <laughs> there's also um there's quite a few um oh what is it i forget what it's called there's one really good uh like gmod game <laughs> that that's a good little horror game i can't remember it that's right it's there the are back a lot rooms. of like that's indie... right it's uh since Linderman. not that one <laughs> speaking of horror though so back to Resident Evil. Back why to did then. why did you love number five so much? Oh, so Resident Evil Five is I you liked not six. only Resident Evil Five <laughs> is not only an abomination on the series. Resident Evil is it is a stain on the existence of PC gaming. It is a stain on the existence of politically correct gaming. Of, That's right. Yes. Yeah. It. Hey, you know what? It's woke. It does have one black character. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is it is a stain. It has a lot of on, black characters. They just mostly die. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has They're one black zombies. It has one black character with a European accent that you're allowed to uh, to, to that's allowed to be your companion and like hold guns. The other mm -hmm. ones have to run at you, uh, saying gibberish uh, and getting shot in the head. Uh, it's yeah. You know, it's totally it's a cool and very good game. It, um, yeah, no, it's great. Yep. Resident Evil 5 is one of the worst game playing experiences I have ever had. Like mechanically, uh, story wise, <laughs> yeah, it, everything about it just it makes me itch. It makes me want to claw my skin off yeah. for having played the game. It, yeah, I I hate it, and I 
wish it that it I it would that I could mm-hmm. wish it out of existence. Oh, William. Oh, my lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh anyways, Sheva's awesome though. Sheva's amazing. I would kill for her. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Valid. Is there uh-huh. any is there any reason why that character is so wonderful? Uh, she's just like the only she's again the the one um, uh, black character in the game who has like uh, you know that's not true actually she has a uh, I can't remember what her relation is to the other guy. There's one other guy who's who's black that I I just now remembered because he's in like two cutscenes. Um, what is what is his name? John, I think. Um, but he he dies if I remember right. Um, of course. Anyways, uh, Chev is amazing. Most likely, she's like, the first actually. Mm-hmm. Chev is like the only competent character in the game, and she like actually has a somewhat interesting backstory that ties into the events of the story. Um, and and you can't say that for literally any other character in the game. Uh, all of them are just kind of. Uh, there. I mean, the the bad guys are just like doing generic Umbrella Corp stuff. It's kind of action figures. Yeah, it's it's hmm. really just yeah. Everything is just action figures is a great way to describe them. Very GI Joe uh, Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> if um, yeah. I mean, even even Jill, like one of the best characters in the <laughs> Resident Evil series, is like, uh, she's like a mind controlled like sexy assassin robot and they dyed her hair blonde in that one <laughs> like is it don't the resident <laughs> evil movies start to go into some like weird shit with like vampires and werewolves yeah and they're shit? completely different i'm kind of. i'm glad you brought that up how does this compare to the resident evil series of movies starring mila jovovich i really they're want bad. to watch all of them now now that i've played all of the no games. They're, they're entertaining uh, yeah like they're like you put them on the background you get some popcorn you forget the movie's playing oh shit and then you're like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. i can imagine i can imagine they'd be like flux? party movies i was yeah. gonna say i liked aeon flux i, I imagine loved aeon right flux <laughs> Uh, the the original MTV show animated or the movie adaptation no, the starring movie Charlize adaptation. Theron? The movie adaptation starring Charlize Theron, who is also my wife. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, in real life. Yes. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll... I am married legally to Charlize Theron and Uma Thurman. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Got my thithy. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Those they, they are they are good picks. There you go. Speaking of Resident Evil Five. Uh, Joe, you should check out Evil Within. I think you might actually kind of enjoy that series. The first okay. game, okay. The first Horror game things. mid. Second game, holy shit! Like they, uh, they realized they were like, if we have any hopes of making this dead thing anything more than this, we gotta like fucking punch it in this time. It's so fucking good. Res- not Resident Evil. Evil Within two. Mwah. <laughs> fucking masterpiece. Okay. I love yeah. it. It's one of the original I think one of the original creators for Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game. Oh, okay. So. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. But like uh, Evil Within 1, I still like it cuz it will play out just like a Resident Evil game yes. in all its issues you have with it. Okay. Like the I, same way. <laughs> I remembered um when I was playing I don't remember what I was playing, but we were talking about also, there's um, a sexy nurse uh sexy nurse. Sexy nurse. Sexy receptionist. Nurse. Sexy cool. nurse. Nice. That's, sexy, that's sexy always nurse, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's like Silent Hill. She's got she's got glasses. So that is that is one thing. Uh, Resident Evil, I think, started doing better later was, in the series was, was having sexy, sexy villains with glasses. Oh, yeah. yes. Like beforehand, Unlike Silent Hill, who had it right from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pyramid Head's hot. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everyone wants that. Uh, yeah. There's this. Yeah, there's, there's, there's this a thing. Yeah, there's a thing with that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I've never played the Silent Hill games. Oh, it's so metaphorically one I have to... bad. I forgot about. <laughs> oh no. <There's laughs> a, yeah. Are we talking about the thing with the? But with the but to my point, four legs. He fucks a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, to I my can... point. <laughs> to my point. I, I, I pyramid head fine as hell. <laughs> but, you know, I, I thought it was more like metaphorical, like like his like wasn't like a metaphor for his penis, the pyramid head. Yeah, that it, makes sense. It, it, probably because yeah. that's that is his, the but then that's like thing, but then pyramid the, head shows up yeah, in everything else now, so it's not really yeah. related anymore. I mean that yeah. uh, you know up, upward pointed mm. triangle is the alchemical symbol for the penis. Mm -hmm. So you know. Oh well, it's also a uh, oh god, it was also a uh, form of execution slash torture. What was it called? The um, Throne of Judas or something, the chair of Judas. What's that? Where it's just a pyramid and you oh, sit yeah, on it? Oh, and like God. a ridge of poles down on it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. And it's just a pyramid. Ugh. So your butthole gets ripped out. Oh no. So it's like, you know, kind of mm. kind of similar to getting impaled. Yeah. 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 I mean but really. Slowly. Because yeah. I think like aren't just like weights tied to your legs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but you're making him. You're <laughs> making him wilt. I think it's kind of similar to uh, um, when uh, what was it? Uh, I think I think that was a Vietnamese form of torture in the Vietnam War, like like American. Uh, 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 so Silent Hill Four is my a, favorite. They get Silent bamboo Hill game. under okay. the fingernails. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that, and like in India, I think they do the thing where like they'll have your like have the prisoners like. With a cannon behind them, and those cannons will shoot off their chest, and their heads will fly off, and their arms will fly off, and their legs will just kind of go plop. So that a, seems ideal. Yeah. There was a Mel yeah. Gibson movie made about that. So yeah, Silent Hill Four. <laughs> yeah, Silent Hill Four is my favorite because the room. it yeah because it takes the concept of a safe room and is like you know what fuck you nowhere safe <laughs> and I love it I love it so much especially like coming at it weirdly enough coming at it like post COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. It kind of has some, like, weird, like, in-my-brain shit with, like, staying inside and everything and, like, how fucking scary that can be and, like, watching the I world like around you kind of keep mm -hmm. going and you're mm -hmm. just, like, there oh, yeah. with no choice to leave. And, like, Oof. yeah, it, it hit me in a place because I revisited it recently because I think we talked about it on the last time we did this. Yeah, And I yeah, was I like, so. man, I haven't actually, like, touched that game in a while or like watched anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so I rewatched a playthrough of it and I was like, damn, this, this wow, this hits a little different now. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. still still very similar to how it did before, but like with that added on context, yeah. it it really it really does a good job. I liked it a lot. That's cool. It's very fun. That's yeah. Fair. Man, I love mm. how uh how games can do that over time. I mean, it's. It, I guess anything does that. It's. It's like music or books or anything like that. But stories the, aging interestingly. Um, yeah, life well, imitating art. Not just that, but like uh, I. I love when um, when a piece of media is flexible enough in its interpretation. Uh, not so flexible that it doesn't have its own meaning, but flexible enough that um, your relationship to it can change over time in a way that is like um rewarding upon future revisitations. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that that to me is is one of the like key signifiers of a really good story. Mm -hmm. Uh mm. you know, something that like it can stand on its own. You don't have to have a personal connection to it in order to get something out of it. But 
if something in your life happens that like you know affects your perspective of of the story being told then you know it's uh somehow more powerful or you know it, it's the, the events are reframed maybe you prefer a different protagonist this time you know yeah. as opposed to a, a previous time i really like that that's yeah. why you go from the storm cloaks to the imperials yeah exactly that's right <laughs> That's why I play Minecraft so much. It's a you know new world. <laughs> it always changes. Actually, that's kind of interesting. Uh, actually, yeah, unironically, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I heard this guy uh, speak with animals made a, a video essay about that. I think it was called Minecraft and Existentialism um, a oh, few years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. I think that individual worked with uh, a couple of voice actors to uh, record the ending of. Like this ending, not this one. Monologue or something. Yeah, the mm. uh, it was the, the the end poem. Um, end poem. I forget yeah, the yeah, the guy right. who wrote it, but yeah, he wrote it for Minecraft. So that when you beat the end Ender Dragon, it would be like uh, uh, the guy know. who wrote it. That was um, Martin Luther King. That's right. Yes, that's right. That's who wrote it. Yep. <laughs> not Junior. It was his dad. He that's wrote right. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Senior. Yeah. No, no, Junior was known for other things. No, no Senior was known for. I. He was very prolific poet. Yeah, specifically for video game related poems. <laughs> hey, he lived longer than we thought. I mean, you know. The cryo froze Martin Luther King Sr. <laughs> I just said cryo froze. Uh, cry, cryo, cry, cryogenically. 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 You had, yeah, you had right. all the important yeah, parts yeah, there. The, okay. That's right. Just like Frozen J. Fry. To make Minecraft originally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was actually made like way back in the day. Yeah. On but that they knew engine. that people back then wouldn't be able to fucking handle it. So they, yeah. they, they sent it all into the future. Well, they had to delay it because at the time, putting out a game that started with the word mine was really <laughs> sketchy. Mm. Uh, especially, mm. yeah. They were spelling craft with a K at the time, too. So it was, it was mm. just like... A couple was, of them, actually. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was... They were they were really playing with fire oh, there, gotcha. so they had to delay it until a Swedish Nazi could uh, put it out <laughs> yeah. in two thousand. Mm. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> this is an anti-notch platform. So, anyways, this is the lore club. Uh, thank you uh, for listening. I think we had a great conversation today. Really, um, really broke down some boundaries, opened some doors. We got to talk until we go off the rails, and it doesn't take very long. Uh-huh. I need to say something that's worth bleeping out again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. anyways, I've I've been uh, Joe. Hey, what's up? I'm Alexander Olson on uh, Spotify and other platforms, and uh, look at my feet pics on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this has been. My name Charles, uh, Choco Milk with two eyes, uh, and dog bed, depending on the platform. Uh, it's mostly I think I'm moving mostly over to dog bed at this point. It's a good it's a good tag. It's a really good tag. I like it. Uh, I'm Charles, Choco Milk, two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Jonathan. Right. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BorfBoo. Yeah, I think I'm other places too. It's Borfboo, but I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place. It's Borfboo, probably. Oh, and if I may interject, um, also check out our homeboy Jason Kazi, aka uh, Tots and Todgers. Yes, yeah, I'll put him in the show notes just for shits and giggles, for um, funsies. He's a cool mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, this is true. Love you, Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and we love all of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's gonna be horrible to listen to.